some people that are. <laughs> I have a bath twice a week, even if I don't need it. But, um, I more or less have a bath every day. When, when I was uh, Shower, I'm you just rambled on all the way one. through the credits. Hold on. Oh, oh yeah. I'm muted. Yeah. That's going to be pricey, though. Is it a power ah, that's, shower? That's why you didn't hear anything, because I was muted all the way through it. I've just done the theme tune and everything. <laughs> and you, uh, all, you, all you can hear is you two rambling on over the theme tune. Dickhead. Talking about showers and, and Talking about prison showers. Prison showers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now, now the spooky audience know Hobbit only has a bath once twice a week. Prick. Prison Even if I don't need it. Else. Yeah. Like when, when you first, if you're the first person into a prison shower, the first thing you have to do is go pick up all of the uh, bent up bits of uh, razor cover, push all of the buttons in on all of the showers and put the little razor bits in to hold the showers on because otherwise they are freezing cold. So you have to push all the shower buttons, get them all turned on and you get a lovely hot shower. Because a prison shower only stays on for about uh, two, three minutes. But if you've got one of the razor covers, you put that into the slot where the button is, and it keeps it on until you take it out. So you are we talking about a, flat earth? Are we talking about prison showers? Yeah, it's flat well, earth. The spooky time. part of uh, prison showers. What? What? Spooky what's there about? And, yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> what spirits are contained within the prison showers? Yeah. It's not Lots for gin. It's not gin. Yeah. And Damien it's says not, Hitler it's never would have been late for a stream. This is why we need Hitler back to make him. His streams run on time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it gets the streams going on time. All right. Okay. <laughs> we're just getting re- we're just getting ourselves prepared for when we're a hundred percent jogger country and we have to run on jogger time exclusively. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bitches. So get used to it. Right then, yeah. if you don't like it, that's racist. It. It's entitled Flat Earth. So, what questions do you have? Okay, so <coughs> there's these things called satellites. I'm sure our audience are familiar with them. But uh, just to remind myself, satellites are things will orbit around a sphere, and uh, they go they go in orbit, and you can actually track some of these. Uh, some of them are geostationary, so they just stay in the same place, um, like the sky satellites, and that's why your sky dish always points at the same spot in the sky. Uh, but some of these, they're, they're not um, parabolic. Sorry, some of these move in the sky. For example, the International Space Station, it goes from one horizon to the other in about 18 minutes. Um, and I don't know what sort of... Sp- what sort of speed would you need to do if you're going from one end to the other? I think the Earth is supposed to rotate about 600 to 700, no, 1,000 yeah, miles an hour? Yeah, because there's that meme, isn't there? Something going one miles an hour, and that's like 
something and then like so kids on a on a on a thing and it's like a, on a roundabout then it being pushed around and then it's like going 3000 miles an hour it's people sat having a picnic in it yeah well uh, the, the thing about it is um because I was talking a yeah, bit about this before the thousand, show it's a thousand miles per hour hobbit thousand miles, that's the rotational speed yeah. at the equator because the rotational speed i mean let's face it if if you're like an inch from the north pole yeah. then in order for it to complete its circumference it only has to go around three three and a half inches yeah i'm i'm rounding it up um so it's got to do three and a half inches that's in 24 hours uh, uh, yeah uh, three and a half inches <laughs> but it's diameter i'm saying if you're diameter so if your radius from the from the north pole is like half an inch yeah. then it's got to go three and a half inches to do a 24-hour period yeah but if you're at the equator then you've got to go at a thousand miles an hour in order to like uh yeah. rotate every 24 hours once around the earth yeah. So that's that's a difference in speed. So the thing is, if you've got a satellite that's up in space, say, say you had a satellite geostationary with the with the North Pole, so then it's how got. How do you maintain a geostationary? This is this is one thing I'm kind of. In, how can is it possible? I mean, do, does a does a satellite have to expend fuel to get in a geostationary orbit, or can it just like get in a geostationary orbit? Well, it's got to use fuel to get up to speed, but then once it's geostationary, the idea behind orbital physics is that, yeah, you're constantly falling, but you're also constantly going sideways. Yeah. So you're not going sideways fast enough that you escape the Earth's gravitational pull, um, but you're not falling in fast enough to actually fall into the Earth. So you, you find an equilibrium between the two forces, hmm. and that's how you can stay in orbit. And there's orbits which go faster than geostationary, like the International Space Station, yes. which will go from one end of the horizon to the other in about 18 minutes. And I saw it. I, I used the um, the app to say, where is the International Space Station? And then when it was over the horizon, I didn't see anything. But then it got a bit um, closer in the night sky. I was like, oh, yeah, I see a spot there. That's quite bright. And I just watched it. And I was like, oh, that's no star, is it? That's no comet. That's no and it was really... Yeah, and it was going really, really fast. And I was like, oh, okay, so this this definitely is something. I don't know what that something is, but it's definitely something, and it's definitely there. Yeah. And I just realized none of this will be able to get it because I don't have warpers in, in this, so that's all right. Um, don't don't mind me. I'm, I'm still playing my games so and talking about this. So these satellites, they exist. And I thought, okay, so I'm willing to accept Flat Earth is real. I'm said I'm agnostic on Flat Earth. Yeah. But I'm willing to accept it's real because it seems that for navigational purposes, the rest of the world says it's a Flat Earth. When you're going in the straight line, say, by air travel, you go in the straight line. You don't do the um, clever maths needed to turn a straight line into a curved line mm. to follow a curve. You don't do that. There's no curve. All right. So all the navigators say it's that. And then there's plenty of other people say it's a flat earth. So how do these satellites work? What 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 is it? Because it's definitely there. And then there's other systems which we depend on, like the global positioning system and uh, the um, Elon Musk is doing this uh, satellite communication network as well um which sending satellites so how do they work how do they stay i mean what are they all weather balloons are they like magnets is, is how that, do they work 
Well, uh, I mean, this is just going to prove to people that are listening to Paranormies, but maybe Insane Clown Plossy are right. Magnets, how the fuck do they work? Does anybody yeah. know? No. Yeah. If the earth is flat, I keep banana to bed. No is it something to do with the <laughs> <laughs> bananas aren't bent. Yeah, yeah. So just just a reminder for pe- people on uh, that are still watching on my channel, uh, this is for tea and words, so, you know, spooky theme tune and all that stuff. And uh, so this is kind of like BBC2 broadcasting what Radio 4 is doing. If, uh, yeah, I saw, it, I saw you were streaming. Yeah, yeah, still doing it. Uh, right, so do you, want to, uh, do you want me to go through some stuff on flatearthfacts.com? Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't realise there was Flat Earth Facts. Is this a, a branch of Snopes? No, Did you see the link stuff. that I put in general? This is proper. This is a proper website. You can tell because it's not one of those, you know, the black background with the green writing. It's not one of those or purple writing. It's I, I love those websites with pictures and everything. Uh, right then. So, <laughs> how about pictures. this one for starters? Um, airplane pilots don't adjust course for the curve. If the Earth yeah. were truly a sphere, two th- twenty-five thousand miles in circumference, air pi- airplane pilots would have to constantly correct their altitudes downwards so as to not f- not fly straight off into outer space. What do you think of that one then, Hobbit? Well, yes, except you're going to fe- feature an equilibrium, so you could still be pointing your plane over the horizon, but then the gravitational pull is going to pull you inwards. Mm. So eventually, what what would happen is if you're going like. You're car- no, you can't see what my hand's doing, but if you imagine you've got like a, a football and then you've got a plane and you make the plane follow the same line, eventually it's going to make it look like it's going up and up and up and up, and you're going to have to um, you're you're going to have to make it point down, otherwise you're going to stall. So there's uh, probably yeah, this, this leads me on to a question then, Hobbit. Does uh, gravity actually relate to how fast the planet is spinning? So why do we have higher gravity than the moon? Is it because we spin faster than... You know, it, it you, seems to me that gravity... What? Is gravity related to the speed of spin? I saw I a actually... video the other day that pissed in the face of gravity. I went round to one of my friend's houses and I was watching something that he had on his TV and it was a video of a football match. And this guy kicked the football proper up in the air, bounced off the crossbar, and as it was sailing through the air, it fucking bounced in mid-air. Like, you see it. You see it just go down, and then it goes back up again. I made him put it back in, in ultra-slow motion, because I was like, dude, that ball just bounced in mid-air. Yeah, but those new footballs are fucked up, though, aren't they? They're, they're, like, uh, they're like service station footballs. They're light as fuck. It, it hit something, Hemi. It hit something in mid-air. I swear down, it, like, it hits something and then bounces back up. I can't explain it. That's weird. I, I I mean, if you can find the clip, if you know what match that was, I want to see that because that. Yeah, I'll get I'll get my mate to send me the video. But please do. I I want to I want to see that for myself. That is. I was, uh, I, I was I was in shock. I made him put it back like three or four times so I could watch it again and again and again because I was like Jesus Christ. Yeah, weird. So my my theory is is that. 
with, with planes, I don't. I do know a little bit about flying planes because I played Microsoft Flight Simulator for an hour, and um, one of the things <laughs> what, you got you could actually play it. Yeah, yeah. I <gasps> I, I I played it. I I just um, I figured out that the the smaller planes are a bit easier to fly with because you can rely more on just looking outside of the window as opposed to just flying by instruments, which you have to do with the bigger ones. See, and I want to get Flight Simulator. That looks like fun. It is. Um, you use um, flaps because one of the things I found in the game was it was really tiring just like constantly like adjusting my pitch up and down. So by using the flaps, you can just sort of say like you make the plane pitch up ever so slightly, not too much so that your plane starts pointing upwards and then tilts. But then, and then, so you're doing, I suppose, a bit like with the orbital stuff where you're well, even, going... Even NASA was saying gravity is all about spinning stuff. So I had a look at artificial gravity, and so artificial gravity can be created using a centripetal force, a centripetal yeah. force directed towards the centre of the turn. So basically, it's all about spinning stuff, which kind of doesn't really... Uh, does that really... Yeah, that's why do they call it centripetal forces when it, all the things which spin stuff around are called centrifuge? They call it got... centripetal because NASA come up with it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I remember there was someone like, explaining to me what the difference between centrifugal and centripetal forces are, and uh, the, the idea being like, does, doesn't a centrifuge push it out, and the uh, center of centripetal does something else? Yeah. Well, centrifuge I mean, pushes I've... it out. Um, the uh, the, the centrifugal centrifuge is the bucket experiment. You know, when you put water in a bucket and spin yeah. it. Around. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a centrifuge. I mean, I've worked with centrifuges before. You you put things in them, usually like a sample of blood. And then you spin up the centrifuge, and then the lighter right, so elements... Centripetal force, top. do you want the de definition? Is a force that makes a body follow a curved path. Its direction is always yeah, orth like, is it, orthogonal. They have them at the fair. They have them at what the fair. Like, you, stand, you stand in the middle of it, and you stand against know. the wall, and it spins around really fast, and you stick to the wall. Yeah. yeah. They, have them at, they have them at the fairs. They're pretty cool, to be fair. I've been in one. So... In mathematics, oh, no, I, I I'm going to sound like um, Keith Woods now, but in mathematics, mathematics orthogonality is the generalization of the notion of two perpendicularity, the, the notion of perpendicularity to the linear algebra of two bilinear forms. Do you know what that means, Hobbit? Well, you just wrote me that bit of rim where he just hacks himself to have loads of IQ. Yeah. <laughs> You remember the bit where he just sort of bamboozles people with the... Basically, what I just said was a load of really complicated mathematic complications yeah. that none of you can yeah, Don't try and confuse me with your, your bamboozling bullshit. Let's let's get back to the po All right, point hold of on. it. Uh, Isaac Newton, I found an Isaac Newton quote. Isaac Newton described, his, described it as a force by which bodies are drawn or impelled or in any way tend towards a... Put to a point to a, as to a centre. Well, that even makes even less sense. Uh, that, well, you're dealing with, what, 17th century English as well, which is uh, yeah. a bit None different to our modern pilots. But I understand with orbital stuff that you're going sideways and you're going down. And if you're going sideways fast enough, you stop from going down. And if you go sideways too fast, you escape and you're no longer going down. If you don't go sideways fast enough, you go down. 
So that's what you're doing with a plane as well. You're going sideways in a plane, yeah. and you've got the forces of lift which go on. And by, oh, I don't actually want to get into aerodynamics. There's an whole other thing. But the basically so the idea with so, If you're with saying it, that different parts of the globe are spinning at different speeds, does that mean like, yeah. like gravity, shouldn't gravity I'm, be like, like strategized? It is. It's different, yeah. And I looked at it, and apparently, I think there's a difference of like uh, one or two grams between the poles and the equator. Oh, okay. The other thing you've got to realize with the equator is is that um, it, the Earth is not, according to globe globalists' models, the, the the world is not perfectly spherical because it, in the macro scale, it does act a bit like a jelly. So when it's spinning, it means that the equator circumference is 48,000 kilometers long, whereas a pole-to-pole -pole circumference is 40,000 kilometers long. And I remember those numbers because I was in one of those um, uh, jobless centers, and all we could do was we could use the computers for job applications, and we had newspapers. And because you and I, I got you it, Hobbit. Well, I got curious, you see, because I, I, I was, I mean, the, 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 has, the, oh, my words here. Stop, mate. I life. got bored. I got, I got bored and I was like, what is the uh, length of that king size Rizzler that my mate's making? And it was 10 centimeters long. So I thought, how many of those would you need? Oh, Assuming flat, you flat just. Earth, flat, flat Earth Facts is a complete shill website because they said. So anyway, back to the one I was... Let me just finish this one, then you can finish your point, Hobbit. You've probably got, you've got your point together by then. Uh, so uh, so they don't fly off straight into outer space. This is a mistake. It's not proof the Earth is, the Earth is flat. Airline pilots have an altimeter, which they use to keep the plane at a fixed altitude distance from the Earth. And also they aim at the horizon. So if the Earth is a globe and you keep your airplane at a fixed distance from the Earth, then automatically you are correcting your course to remain at a fixed distance from the Earth. In other words, you're going around the curve of the Earth. Also, by aiming at the horizon, that will cause you to constantly follow the curve of the Earth. So airline pilots already have two perfectly good systems in place that ensure they will follow the curve of the Earth if it is a globe. And these systems will work equally well to enable them to stay a fixed distance from a flat plane if the Earth is flat. So in, their, in the conclusion of this is that airline pilots do not adjust, do adjust for the curve if it exists, so this does not prove or disprove flat Earth or globe Earth. Yeah, it, it's one of those things which... It, 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 but, it's but, the, but it's not the that, thing, it's the routing, isn't it? It's some it's certain routes, isn't it? Yeah, so the, the thing is, it's like you, you have to keep your, your forces in equilibrium and you want to maintain a set altitude because the reason you go at certain altitudes is due to fuel economy, where if you've got lo less air resistance, you can go further... For the same amount of fuel so and you don't want to go too far up because when you go too far up then it's no longer economical because there's not enough oxygen to get into the jet engines yeah um so you you really want to get as high as you can get and that's what they do uh but that so that's neither here nor there no the, the thing is the routing of it all done is assuming that the world is flat and the um Various armies, U.S. Army, Royal Army. So, in terms of navigation, they just treat it all as if it's flat. Mm. It's like it's a flat world. Now, that would be interesting, actually, because the Ordnance Survey, which was the world's first like attempt to map the world and yeah. provide accurate grid coordinates, that's all done in the grid system. 
And the game I'm playing at the moment, Dyson Sphere, is showing that when you apply a grid, as you get further and further up towards the polar region, the grid gets compressed. Yeah. Um, so that that would be an interesting thing. Like somebody who like understands the ordnance grid maps, uh, ordnance survey grid maps. You know, are they just this? Because I've got an ordnance survey map, but it's for where I live, and it's not particularly polar, and it's not you know at the tropics. So it's all just like if perfectly square grid. Here's the other thing: if you're if you're if you're on a globe, I can't remember what, what's the drop. Is it? Uh, oh fuck! Is it like uh, a foot every three miles or something? I can't remember what the what the curvature of the Earth is. The drop. So you. Should oh, so be... like what? What's the maximum uh, distance you can see the horizon out at at yeah. a given height? Yeah. And well, yeah, that's that's a good question. But there have been experiments conducted where. Okay, so let's say like for every mile there's a curve of one inch. So if you could see like ten miles out, then it's curved down ten inches. So if you've got say um, like a, a lake or something, that should be a perfectly fat surface, right? It's a lake. Yeah. It's it's not it's not rock. It's not it's not things which are bumpy. It's a lake. So let's say you've got a lake which is um, more than ten miles long. Well, if you shine a laser beam and, you know, then you have an observer that's 15 miles out and they should go, oh, yes, your your laser beam, which you got calibrated to be, um, say, um, let's say 100 inches above sea level or above this lake's level. Well, we've now measured it's now 115 inches above sea level or the lake's right, level. Right, so ego. You then, go- so the Earth should, according to Earth curvature, it... If you're looking at 100 miles, there should be... So that means... So that's 1.26 miles down. So it's like a 1 in one in 100. So does that mean, like, you should be able to look down... That Like, the further away you see something, the more down it should be appear? Yet the horizon away seems like it's above you, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah. Or at least not above uh, you, but it always seems level, doesn't it? You, you know, the the you never look down on the horizon, do you? Okay, th- this 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 sounds like what I'm looking for. I'm going to post the um, uh, link into. Is there like a um uh, uh what what am I what can I? I'll put it in general just for the moment, and I'm yeah. reading out. So this is an experiment done with a laser to measure the curvature of the Earth. Yeah. It's been much debate about whether the globe curvature is measurable. If the Earth is a globe or the size of a tile, it must curve downward from the observed rate of 6 feet and 3 miles and 24 yeah. feet and 6 miles. Many tests indicate that 3 miles, the required 6 feet of curvature is not observed. Counter claims that the distance is too small, that is, refraction which produces the still visible portion of the object, must be overcome to establish the facts. To counter these arguments, FE Core will continuously perform a series of TLT, terrestrial laser targeting experiments in multiple locations, which is definitive beyond any reasonable doubt. In the process, we will co- collect present, presently unknown facts about the nature of refraction near Earth's surface. This data can be applied to near surface line of sight observation in the future. So, terrestrial laser targeting measurements. The geoid is defined as more smooth representation of the Earth and is described as the surface would be assumed to be undisturbed surface of the sea. Therefore, water surface is following the geopotential surface. And by that, we have the common understanding that water surface follow the curvature of the Earth. 
yeah, that makes sense. You, you should see in large bodies of water, it should start like curving. Yeah. Um, topographic surface is measured with different surveying methods and all based on the assumption but don't, but of don't the, the globe. Don't the globe cooks say or say something that point it's the, the earth like curves up in between. You don't look down on it. It's, I can't remember what the, what the globe cooks say. Um, I don't know, but I'm I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to deal with like the one assumption here. Like, yeah. there should be a measurable curvature, shouldn't they? Well, the, so, yeah. so they they carry on saying the object of the research. I just want to see have they got any measurements? Oh, here we go. Well, Lake apparently, the, apparently, the experiment that proves curvature of the Earth is like because my my autistic mate told me about it. It's something to do with you measure um, shadows on a church or something. How many autistics do you know? I uh, thought it was the only one. Only one. Only one. Really, one other really bad one. Oh, okay. Hey, what's you? What are you trying to say? <laughs> so Lake Balaton in Hungary, and this was in 2018. Um, after many months of planning and preparation, FICOR has conducted accessible curvature and light refraction experiments at Lake Balaton in February 21st, 2018, and then it goes on. FICOR's goal was to sight the laser up to 66 kilometers, 41 miles. The says where the Brutus core... is a flat earther. That should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, but he says, well, it says so in uh, the Bhagavad Gita or whatever yeah, his yeah. Hindu faith is. But, you know, our ancestors believed the world was flat, and it says so in the Bible as well. So yeah. just because Brutus believes in something doesn't mean. I mean, for example, would you, would you Brutus. Believe the word of an Italian hobbit. Um, Galileo. Galileo, Galileo, Galileo. Oh, yeah, Figaro. the, the glo globalist stuff. So, anyway, uh, the adverse weather caused significant visibility issue in experiment and equipment problems. The team was forced to warn its custom, were forced to warm its custom built collimated laser to get into optimal operating range. The first day, the laser crystal was fractured because of the heat required to warm the device, but FECOR team pressed on a laser with more power but without proper collimation. The fecal experiments were conducted to study how light refraction it's, it is affected like by... It sounds like you say fecal, I bet. I know the it's not your fault. It's the, name, it's, the name of, it's the name of the experiment. <laughs> Why did they have to call it something that sounded like fecal? <laughs> well, yeah, they're, they're probably foreign, in it? Yeah. Um, but, so the fecal experiments were conducted to study how light refraction is affected by measurable and observable weather conditions, such as temperature and humidity. During a two-day window of clearer weather, the team accomplished the Hungarian record using a handheld blue laser. Um, the Hungarian record's official associated with Guinness, certified ANFICOR. Well, that doesn't make any sense because certified you can't... Certified Well, I mean, if, you're, if, you're, um, if your organization begins with a consonant, it's not AN, it's a FICOR laser test at... 7.7 kilometers from a laser height of 1.5 meters. It still sounds like you're saying fecal, Hobbit. All right, I'm just going to refer to it as the laser poo. people from just now call it on. Poo. Just call it the, poo the, laser, the laser people tests provided evidence that the water surface on the lake is flat because at 12 kilometers distance with a laser height of 2.2 meters, the laser beam should have been hidden by the Earth's curvature. Instead, it was observed and recorded at a 1.5 meter height. So, 
So they, they say the curvature lazy. of the Earth should have stopped the laser. Is that what they say? So the so you've got two right. points, an, and then the Earth's like a hump in between. There. Is that there's what they're graph. saying? There's a graph. There's a graph. Look at the graph. If you oh, go on the graph the on the graph. web, where's the graph? There's a graph on the website. I'm going to copy the image location, and I'm going to put it right into the general. So yeah. here we go. Here it is a graph. Oh, fecal. Yeah, yeah, that does sound like fecal. I'm going to refer to them as the laser people from now on. And they show <laughs> if, if there was if they shown this that the laser should have been hidden. However, when they observed the laser beam, it was still one point five one and a half meters above the ground. So they started at one and a half meters, it ended up at one and a half meters. Yeah. Um so the uh um so what are the globe? What 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 are the what are the globe cucks actually doing the well actually bit then? I I don't know what the what the globe cucks would say about that. I mean, so we we understand that laser beams travel in a straight line. Freaking so, laser beams. So I mean, is there like like how would a globe cup explain that? Oh well, actually, you see refraction and this other bullshit which I've just made up. Is why the laser beam appears straight to you, but it actually it's curved. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that experiment there has proven that over that distance there is no curvature. BTFO'd. Yeah. So there you go. The world's flat. Thank you very much for tuning into Four TM Words, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sat- <laughs> I'm satisfied now. Yeah. But hang on. The the, the, the thing is, it's like. Cast- doesn't the swamp gas bend it? The swamp gas over Venus. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, <laughs> the swamp gas. <laughs> they I didn't mean, actually see. They, could... they, they didn't actually see it. They didn't actually see an a laser. It was actually Venus that they saw. The other yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. I mean, for people that are new to the show, because I mean, how many episodes are we? In? We're at episode seventy-seven. Yeah. Uh, if you've not been there right at the start, the usual like explanation for one of these paranormal events is swamp gas, Venus, weather <laughs> balloons. So we've come up with the with the, the amalgamation of this is swamp gas over Venus observed with weather balloons is why yeah, yeah. you saw Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. Mate, it's all it's always swamp gas over Venus. Yeah, swamp gas over come Venus. On. But if he. Yeah. If you can't explain it, it's swamp gas over Venus. Ball lightning is swamp gas over Venus. Swamp gas over Venus with ball lightning and a weather balloon. Ball lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Did we mention weather balloons? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the (laughs) thing, actually. And I'm glad you're going on to the fact of weather balloons because I'm starting to wonder, like, right, so if there's, if the earth is flat and then people say we exist in a dome because that's what it says in the Bible, then. Uh, you can't escape out of the Bible. I mean, so this is a bit, you I'm sorry. You can't escape from the Bible. What is it, like the never-ending storybook? Yeah, you, you can't yeah. escape from the Bible. Our entire world's built on the Bible, and uh, other people try and use common era, and no, mate, it's Anno Domini. We're in the year of our Lord, yeah. 2021. Yeah. And you might call it common era all you like, but that common era is established from yeah. Christian law and Christian faith and Christian theology and is Christian that, is that everything the else. Experiment then is it? Well, they they do other experiments in other parts of the world, but every time they go over a flat body, a lake, or some such, there's no observable dip in the laser beam, which should really happen if this was true. But isn't isn't that which the, steam, I don't the, the water vapor coming off the lake that bends the laser? Yeah, but 
Hemi, if <laughs> if there's curvature, right, then like, what's the water vapor doing? I don't, no, it doesn't. Yeah. So I don't, and wow. okay, if you shine a laser beam into a into a, a steamy room or something, you just see a line. You don't see like, oh yeah, if you put the steam in a certain area. It makes it all just uh, bend. You can't. You can't. The only way I know of bending a laser beam is with fiber optics or mirrors. Yeah. And and there, what you're doing is you do you're refracting it. You're not bending it. But like uh, with a, if you've got a laser in a fiber optic, it looks bent because you can refract it infinity times. Is that a freaking laser beam? So this is my my question is like okay. I am willing to accept flat Earth exists because the experiments to prove curvature of the Earth aren't possible. And also based on my own observations, like when I've been out in planes, I should be like, okay, there's six foot, uh, every six miles, there's a three foot drop. And then I, I've, I've spoken with pilots before, and it's like, how much am I seeing the horizon? It's like, oh, you're seeing hundreds of miles. It's like, so there should be an observable curvature, right? It's like, Yes. And I don't see it. Um, so I'm wondering, like, what are satellites then? Because these satellites, I've observed them. They do exist. And in the case of the International Space Station, which some people say doesn't exist and it's not there, it's like, okay, so maybe the International Space Station is like a mock-up in a studio somewhere. I don't know how they're doing the floating around stuff. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, but... How is it floating up in under the dome if it's um if it's you know how how is it going so fast under the dome what what what's um what's powering it because it can't be doing it via orbiting because there's no sphere to orbit around which means gravity must work in a different way to how we're told because if you think about it like I mean, they, they they say, oh, the Earth has got this much mass because it's this size and it's mostly comprised of nickel and iron and iron and nickel has got this sort of weight and therefore it, this sort of mass gives uh, this much gravity. But it just, right. But then with a the flat Earth, then it works different. And so, I mean, you, you could even sort of go so far as to say like... Uh, Oh well, angels are holding everyone and everything in place, and even all the grains of sand and dust and all that. Uh, I mean, that that's that's like a medieval way of explaining it. But there's something out there which which is called gravity, but it doesn't work the way that we're told it works. Which means we can't really do the proper experiments into gravity because we don't know what gravity is. Yeah, isn't there, isn't um, there actually in certain in some sectors of science there is actually a debate over whether gravity or what what gravity is or what it's doing? Well, the thing is, the way we're told gravity works is that you've got a body. Every sort of like body of matter has its own gravity, and when something is sufficiently massive like the Earth, it pulls things down to it, and that that pull which we observe is is gravity. Yeah, but they also but say it's if, something to do with the spinning, don't they? Well, yeah, but the spinning is like it's the centripetal force, as they're calling it now. So if the Earth was spinning fast enough, we'd be flung off of it. Um, 
and yeah, I, I do like those fairground rides, like the road to where you're you're pushed into the wall, and um, yeah, that that's good fun. That is, but then I'm I'm wondering, it's like, well, what's if it's if the world is like flat as they say it is, and it's a disc, and I don't know what's underneath it, um, or if it's hollow. I d- I don't know what the sh- shape and structure of it is. Well, I don't know how gravity would function in this, and that that gets me curious. And I am curious about satellites because we can observe them. The International Space Station will go from horizon to horizon in 18 minutes, which is, in fact, let me just have a look now, see if I can find it. What is the speed of the ISS? Question mark. Um, International Space Station speed. The International Space Station, and I don't want to know about enthusiasts and how great it is. I just want, why is there a whole article about this? Why can't it just say the speed of the International Space Station is this? Because they've got something to hold. Um, the International travels fast enough to orbit Earth every 90 minutes at an approximate altitude of 250, uh, 400 kilometers up, traveling at 20. 28,000 kilometers an hour. Um, So it travels at 28,000 kilometers an hour. Okay. Um, Well, uh, I assume rockets can get to that speed if if they do a slingshot around the Earth, except if the Earth is flat, then you can't slingshot around it. So can you... Because the fastest object I know uh, that is jet-powered was like the SR-7 Blackbird. Let me see. what What is the speed of the SR-7 Blackbird? SR-7 Blackbird speed. Um, Lockheed SR-71 Blackbird. Mac 3 Plus. Um, so what's, what was the top speed? Um, come on, let's see if I can find it. Fuel, sensors, life support, <clears throat> records, records, that'll be it. Uh, the SR-71 is the world's fastest and highest flying air-breathing operational manned aircraft throughout its career. On the 28th of July, 1976, SR-71 um broke the world record, an absolute altitude record of 85,069 feet. Um, several aircraft had exceeded this altitude in zoom climbs, but not sustained flight. Uh, the same SR-71, which has a serial number of 61-7958, sorry, absolute speed record of 1,905.81 knots which is 2,193 miles an hour or 3,529 kilometers an hour, which is approximately Mach 3.3. Um, okay, so, so that's the fastest speed you can get with a jet engine is Mach 3. So one is the speed of the... Uh, so I got 28,000, 28,000, oops, uh, 28,000 uh, uh, kilometers per hour 
in Mac. Let's see if I can get that. Uh, measurement, convert to power Mac speed. So 28,000 kilometers an hour is Mac 26. Mac 26. Which is, uh, no, well, so according to Wikipedia, 25 is the highest Mac you can do. And that's a re-entry speed. Why? Why can't you go faster than twenty five Mach twenty five? Well, I mean, surely there's like there's meteorites which uh, go go faster than Mach twenty five. What 25. they say so so that, so uh, the regimes are subsonic, transonic, supersonic, hypersonic, high hypersonic, and then re-entry speed. They call it. Hmm. I don't know about that, but so it. it Twenty-eight thousand kilometers an hour. If that was Mac, would be Mac twenty-six. So that's the speed it's going. So I don't know if there's an app. Uh, this is the thing about the oh, dome. Yeah, the, uh, the, the fastest um, fastest aircraft is actually the NASA X forty-three, which travels between ten and twenty Mac ten and Mac twenty-five. Oh, that makes sense. That the. Um, that they've made faster uh, aircraft since the SR-71. Yeah. Um, but it was known as, like, the longest-going thing, rear entry speed. Um, well, this is the thing, John Turley. Uh, uh, you see, do you believe manned rockets have ever reached outer space? I'm not so sure now, because if the world is flat, and the Bible talks about the world being flat, then one of the other things that is notable in that would be that, oh, yeah, well, there's a firmament above it which separates the waters above from the waters below. So they're describing uh, the heavenly realm as having waters, and there's a physical barrier which separates the waters above from the waters below. Now, um, at some point, we might have to do another Antarctica episode because... Uh, the Paranormies did one, and a chap came through and talked. He was a um, helicopter mechanic at McMurdo Air Base, and he was talking about that. What they're mostly, the, the scientists are doing there, is they're studying ice core samples, but they're not studying uh, water ice samples. They're studying something they call sky ice, and they're saying that as you get uh, hundreds of miles inland to Antarctica, you, you approach the wall, uh, the wall being the the base of the dome, which is the firmament above. And they're saying that the material this dome's made of is this cold material called sky ice. And it, it sounds like sky ice is a blue it's a blue it's a blue material, quite light to handle, very cold. Um and unlike uh Unlike, say, ice which melts into water, it sublimates into gas. So I don't know if that's carbon dioxide, if it's nitrogen. Well, nitrogen it forms a liquid when cold, so it's not that. So it's some sort of material which is unknown, and unfortunately, because of its origin, isn't going to become one of those things discussed in popular science, like uh, graphene. Bill, Nye. Or, Bill uh, Nye won't be talking about it, will he? Yeah, and you were not going to get Black Science Man talking about the sky ice which is covering the dome because is is that <laughs> I just think it's like <coughs> he's a theoretical astrophysicist and it's like oh yeah, well the university was asking for someone where that was like a theoretical astrophysicist and I said 
well, I've got a theoretical degree in astrophysics. And they said, welcome aboard. Um, that, Is that a science well, joke? Okay. That, I have a theoretical degree in astrophysics. Yeah. You know, like I've got the same degree that Bill Gates has in virology. Yeah, yeah. Actually, if anything... I did study microbiology, but virology is a different subject. So I would say I'm, I'm actually more qualified than Bill Gates when it comes to uh, microbiology, at least. But no, um, of it. I, I am literally more credential than Bill Gates, who so doesn't Bill have Bill any degrees. Yeah, I don't Nerd. like that man Get very back much. In the locker. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like, so there's this material a physical material which can be handled but when it warms up it just evaporates into nothing uh dry ice <laughs> it, supplements Kelly into nothing. is is uh is taking your thing and uh and followed hate speech says it's solid bullshit it. all right hate speech i haven't seen you in a while uh punish john kelly right. says if there's water above firmament do you think the planets are actually boys so firmament sailors can find their way to meteors that and meteors are massive fish well, I mean, one of the things which, like, okay, so if there's a firmament above and then we get meteorites fall to Earth, what are stars, what are meteorites, and uh, what are the waters above, and what are we floating on? And uh, I, don't, I don't understand gravity. I don't think anybody does. And I don't think it will help for any, like, understanding of gravity to say that, oh, what actually you see, what gravity, uh, we're on the globe, so you have to assume that because it's such a massive... Uh, objects that is what is exerting a gravitational pull it's like eh, not really well i think I'm, um, I'm, I'm at the stage i suppose it sounds kind of cookie but i'm at the stage where i'm kind of open to th flat earth I've got, I, I've got i've probably got a fair i i think we're on a flat earth but as for what's around the flat earth i've got absolutely no idea well, yeah, you know, because whether, whether again, whether we're in a dish, whether we're whether we're on a massive planet with ice walls, um, I don't know. I just don't know. Oh, that's very funny. Fortune Travel said, uh, "At the entrance to Bill Gates's driveway are Bill's gates." Ah. <laughs> uh. And hate speech is saying, look up the mighty Boosh future sailors. No. Um, so. That's a no. That's a no. Not, not uh, looking at anything with that, uh, Jimmy, with Jimmy Savile's apprentice in it. Uh, I, I did watch some of the episodes of the mighty Boosh. Um, it was a, a surreal show to put. To, did you just breathe sure. a sigh of relief whenever there were no children on it? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it sort of looked like the show that it was, it was going to be a children's show, but it's a bit too wrong to be a children's show. And the court order says he's not allowed near children. Yeah, especially when they're doing a, a, a Cockney knees up song about eels wriggling up inside you. Yeah, um, he's a, yeah, he's a, <laughs> yeah. He's filthy. The future Louis Theroux is going to be doing a documentary on uh, Noel Fielding, isn't he? Farouk needs like some children because wasn't Louis Farouk the son of uh, an investigative journalist, Mister Farouk Senior? John Turley says, "I think the planets are the cells of God. Stars are his white blood cells, 
and we're a virus trying to kill one of his cells. If we reach and colonize other planets, we'll do them be a cancer. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, that that's the I fucking love science take on it. It's like, oh look yeah. at this, we're 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 cancer. We should all be killed off. Yeah, isn't science great? It's, that's just Satanism talking, mate. God says in Genesis, you are the stewards of this earth. You have custodianship over it. You must look after my creation. Well, the you fact are is the that, ones the fact is that they can't really admit it. who is fucking the world up, so they have to blame us, don't they? It's our mm. it's our fault for not stopping them. Yeah, yeah. Um But yeah, I, so I have questions. Unfortunately, I've got I've got more questions than I've got answers. I'm thinking that there's some sort of like uh Hey, you know what? You remember we did last oh, episode was about... Oh, oh, how about this one then, Hobbit? Flat Earth surrounded by globes you can see with your own eyes. Uh, can, you see that the, can you see that the moon is round, Hobbit? Can you visually see uh, that it's round? I mean, I can see that it's a disc. Yeah, but it, I can see it's that all, it's circular. It's always, I can't see it's that it's round. Present- it's always presenting the same, the same part to me. It's so... It, you know, if it was like showing like a, if it was rotating and not tidally locked to the earth, like they say it is, I'm starting to think that, I mean, there's loads of stuff like, for example, to me, the fact that we have a total eclipse, the total eclipse happens because the moon is 400 times smaller than the sun, but it's like 400 times away. So that's why, the, and it, it's like, okay, you can say that. I mean, I think it's interesting because the sun, it's a bit difficult to look at the sun, so I can't really say whether it gets bigger or smaller in the sky. But with the moon, you can see it's bigger and smaller. Yet when it comes to a total eclipse, they're both exactly the same size. Mm. And it, that was one of the first things that made me realize that we live in the creation of God because you've got his signatures over it all all over the place. If you just got to look for them. Mm. You just got to look for it. Have a look. He was particularly proud of Norway, wasn't he? Norway? <laughs> why? Why? Is- That's from, uh, oh, what is it? Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Slarty Bardfast won an award for Norway, didn't he? Oh, he's the one that created um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the world. Yeah. yeah. Slarty Bardfast sounds like some sort of Irish name. Yeah. Slarty or Bardfast? Hate speech says buy a fucking telescope for fuck's sake. Well, I've got a telescope. Yeah, and we'll see the moon lander, except yeah, but, you can't because uh, reasons. But the thing is, I mean, like, you can look at the moon and you can see that what you're looking at there is ju- it's just, it's a disc. It's it's not presenting a oh, different then, oh, part of it. Hate speech, Mr. Clever Man. Why is, it, why is it we don't have Google Maps on the fucking moon? Checkmate. Globe cut. Bigots. Checkmate yeah, globe yeah. So again, just just to sort of remind the people, because it, it it is causing a bit of anger and derision now. If the Earth is is um, a globe, uh, there should be an well, observable Hobbit, curvature. Just, just remember the gl- the government's lying to us about immigration and everything else, but it's absolutely telling the truth about the fact that the Earth's round. Oh, ah, but that's not the government. That's yeah. Black Scienceman and Professor Brian Cox. And yeah, yeah. They're not part of the government, are they? No, not at all. They, they, got, they got to those positions by their own merit and hard graft. 
So that that that's uh, oh, ah, Hobbit. The, moon, the moon's really big, and that's why we can't see the lunar lander. Or it it could just be because it's it's not. I mean, I I seen a photograph because I tried to find photographs saying like, oh yeah, this is. Uh, and but I'm, oh, I'm looking pages at them, I'm just and pages like, and pages of cope as to why we can't why we've never seen a picture of the lunar lander. You can find miles of pages of this, cope about that. Oh uh, yeah, but the the thing is, I mean, we did this in a previous episode. I'm not sure what we were talking I about. Don't think it was. I, I think it was just like a general VC. We were talking about it. No, we did actually do it as a 14 times, and I said, okay, is the Ching, Ching Chongers saying that they've got, uh, because they've they've got a, a a probe which was orbiting the moon to observe it, and it's like, uh, here's uh, where actually, the Apollo mission landed. I don't think Galileo worked for the UK government. All right, okay. <laughs> I, I just feel these are real non-secretors now, and I'm getting annoyed with them. Actually, so. actually, Galileo told me the world's flat, Hobbit, so it must be true. Sources, trust me, I met this guy in a pub. Yeah, and the Ro- and the so- Romans used to think that asbestos was a fucking ma- was 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 a was a magic fucking material. Well, they're right. Asbestos is a magic material. It's just one that causes mephacelioma, which yeah, is yeah. also magic. <laughs> Just a minute, I'm I'm down to the last few embers. I got to top up. But, so here's the thing. I mean, to all these people going, well, actually, 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 I don't know what the celestial objects are. I'm talking about the Earth. I mean, I've seen the pictures just as you have. Yeah. And I find the pictures of Saturn and Jupiter and Venus and all that very interesting. I certainly do. But what I'm saying is, is that our Earth is flat. And the, the 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 laser people, which sound like fecor, um, <laughs> they, you know, the, the laser people, the they've people. done these experiments. They should have been able to observe to a point where it's like, okay, the laser beam can no longer go above this because we're on the we're on the lake have body you, have you seen here. Many flat Earth videos, like the flat Earther truther type people. They all say, "I started off. I, I started off just to just to like just to prove all these people were fucking idiots," and then they end up coming coming across to the flat for the to the flat Earth side. Well, you see, the problem is when you go up to prove that flat Earthers are idiots, a lot of them are. Yeah. I mean, like, like for a long time, I saw um, a video. Um, that uh, the the video was going to the edge of the atmosphere in a MiG-28 or 27, whatever it was. And it got to a higher and higher point, and eventually you could see, like, the curvature of the Earth. And I thought, okay, it's a curve, all right, I'm satisfied. But then people were saying it's a fisheye lens. And I don't understand much about cameras and photography and all that. The only thing I really understand about cameras and photography is why is it Carl Zeiss, world famous lens manufacturers, commissioned to make lenses to go up to the moon? Why do they not have on their website and the company profile anywhere? It's like our lenses went to the moon. They, they yeah. talk about their other accomplishments, like oh, our lasers were uh, our lenses were used in um, Stanley Kubrick's film uh, Barry Lyndon. So you know there's a scene there. My dad to this day, well, actually, he talked with his photographer expert friend who, mm. and he says, oh, yes, I've used the Barry Lyndon lenses in this photography. Yes, they are actually that good with contrast. So all it was, it was the scene where he's lit by three candles and he's writing a letter. 
And my dad's seen Barry Lyndon films where it's like, oh, there's no way a camera would be able oh, to pick up. Hobbit, hold on, you've been absolutely BTFO'd, no coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he said, because they're better than NASA. Who's better than NASA? Uh, all the globe, globe, all the uh, flat, flat Earther videos on YouTube. They're, they're made. They're made by NASA, are they? No, they said. To, they said that because they're better than NASA. That's how they prove that the Earth's flat. Uh, I, it's just I basic I, science, Hobbit. It's just basic science. You can't because, even do basic science, Hobbit. You dribbling so, bloody moron. Is this Bruce? So, the flat Earthers are. Better at science than NASA, and that is why. Well, I why... think he was being. Sa- uh, he was sa- I think. He, I think he's implying that NASA are more trustworthy than, than, than the flat. Earth. Flat tards, Galileo, because they were also idiots, useful idiots. My granddad nicked loads of special smoke in the fifties. He lined the back kitchen with it. He died of pneumonia, probably brought on by cancer. Don't know if you mentioned it already, but Nathan Oakley, nineteen eighty, is a very good charm for Earth because they are better than NASA. It's no big deal. Going to have to rewind first half again. Caught up in the phone call, so I'm lost now. Just basic science. Carl Z, not flat earthers. Carl Zeiss. Carl Zeiss. Yeah, Carl Zeiss. Carl Zeiss, the lens manufacturers that are in the Barry Lyndon films and also gone to the moon. So they'll talk about, oh, yeah, we got great camera, you know, but they don't mention anywhere on their website about their, their lenses going to the moon. Um, and why are we even talking about it? All I wanted to talk about was just like, right, I'm willing to accept that we're we're on the flat earth and there's a dome above us and that there's this magical material called sky well, I'm, eyes. I'm, I'm willing to accept through. it could be either way. I'm not really saying either way, but, you know. Um... Well, the thing is, I'm an agnostic until I've done this episode and now I'm like, okay, that curvature mm. disproves that the earth's curved. Yeah, see, Punk knows. Then... Who filmed the first moonwalk? There was someone outside when thinking he'd come down the steps, weren't he? Yeah, and who did they leave on the moon when they took off and they did that scene of it going off? Yeah. Who, who filmed that then? Uh, well, they, they left. But, they left. They left loads of shit on the moon, which just nobody, you know, because you know reasons nobody can see. Yes, I mean there, there but, are there are there are websites and websites and websites de- devoted to why you can't see all this shit on the moon that NASA left there. Ah. Uh, 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 hang on, what what am I listening to now? Why can't I hear myself back? Oh, that's sorry. I, I've just unmuted the YouTube. That's why I could hear myself. Ah, right, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I just I have questions. You see, one of my questions, and this pertains to like the earlier well, episode. We're about not saying lecture. we've got answers. We're saying Hobbit's got Hobbit's got questions. That's what the episode's called. Yeah, my questions about the flat Earth. And and if it if it is a flat Earth, then what are the satellites actually? And how is the International Space Station doing twenty eight thousand kilometers an hour without there being a great trail of fire behind it? Because according to conventional wisdom, the the only technology we've got that can make something go so fast is a, a great is you know a, a, a rocket with a great plume of fire behind it. And we haven't got that. We we don't uh, we don't see that with the international space. So so what is it? Oh, that's here's a question for you, then, Hobbit. This is kind of uh, related to this point. So one of the points on this: since the North Pole and Antarctica are covered in ice and guarded no-fly zones, no ships or planes have ever known to circum circumnavigate the Earth in north-south directions. 
The only kind of air kind of circumnavigation which could not happen on a flat Earth is north or southbound, which is very likely the reason for heavily enforced flight restrictions. The fact, fact that there has yet to be a single verified north-south circumnavigation of Earth is serves as standing proof the world is not a ball. So, right. Okay, so you can't so you can't fly over the poles. Why isn't there some sort of like diagonal north south um kind of circumnavigation? Cuz that'd be easy enough, well, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, but just, the other just thing to the side of the poles. Oh, but the other thing like the the north pole's not always covered in ice. Like from the summer it, it melts and it disappears and it would be possible to uh, take a, a boat from uh, Russia and then go to Canada, and you can come back again. Mm. So it would, be, it would be possible to have uh, uh, shipping go between those two, but they never do. And uh, that that I find curious in itself. And the thing is, like, oh, it's cold. So what? I mean, the ships are heated, mm. and it, it's 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 no more adverse than some of the other conditions that ships go through. I mean, there's uh, there's very cold pastures, but it just like. This, I just, I have questions. I want to know what the satellites are, and to p- make this go back to a previous episode we've done. Was that wasn't it bird well, that wasn't it bird that flew across the Antarctic and he so had to turn, had back, to turn back or so? It was the so guy going that, back, that flew across so the going Atlantic. That Admiral the, the, the Bird Antarctic. and he did his Antarctic expeditions, and there were two of them. And uh, yeah, we can talk about it another time. Going back to John Hutchinson, which we did in last week's episode, and I didn't really cover enough. It was more just a mm. thing of like electronics are spooky, aren't they? Oh, by the way, did you know John Hutchinson did some interesting experiments with electronics and did anti gravity? So I'm wondering if like these satellites, the way they're suspended there, because it would be possible to observe if there was great big balloons on them. And they don't have great big balloons, so then, like, they, I, I'm, I'm just saying that they use anti gravity devices. That's what's holding these satellites aloft. That's what keeps them from falling down. So that, that, all I can say is, like, if, if they're not falling down and they're being suspended up there, then, or, or maybe it's just that you get once you get high enough, there is no gravity. So, like, gravity, like actually like ramps off and i don't know how that works because i can't do experiments in it and the people that do experiments you never get a straight answer from them so it's very difficult to say that ah yes well we've got this this and that that proves that um it's just i get more and more questions and the thing is i think it's very good to have that graph up there because that 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 graph showing you know a curved lake for 12 kilometers if you got a line that there, it just there, there, which there should be a curve, but there wasn't. So those those laser people actually got it done. Uh, how about this? Um, well, this seems like a fairly normy normy site. It's called "Do Flight Paths Go Over Antarctic?" Truth, truth revealed. Did you want to do this, or do you want to save it for an Antarctica episode? Ah, uh, well. I've 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 got as about as far as I can with flat Earth. I don't I don't really know more to say. Well, let's do this uh, then. About... Antarctica and the North Pole are, po- are at polar opposites of the Earth, but with a few things in common. They're both in inhospitable, freezing cold places with a, with a lot of conspiracy surrounding them, from flat Earth theory to Citation alien Citation needed. But Citation is... heavily needed. Yeah, but what what is the truth about Antarctica and North Pole flights? Do flight paths fly over Antarctica or the North? Here is the quick answer. 
There is no scheduled commercial flight route which flies over Antarctica's polar routes. Flights from New Zealand to South Africa could fly over the Antarctica route. But currently, no airline has formed regular scheduled flights over this route. However, there are a few flights which fly over the North Pole regularly. Routes from East Coast and Midwest to Southeast Asia and China typically fly this route for the time and fuel savings. For example, New York to Hong Kong, Shanghai to Seoul now fly this route over the North Pole or Santa's Shortcut. I don't know why they called it Santa's Shortcut. Why do airlines not fly over Antarctica? No fly zone in Antarctica. The technical answer is varied. One theory is that historically when planes used the compass as their primary navigation source and approached one of the magnetic poles, the compass would go wild and unpredictable. We've all seen the movies where the compass starts to spin. Such unpredictability of compass will make it very difficult to maintain the correct flight route to your destination. So why would why, why would that happen at the South Pole, Hobbit? Uh, I mean, like, no... The magnets are attracted to the North Pole, but the North Pole is like split. It's split into three magnetic Norths, and um, because it's so unreliable, the, the magnetic North, they they just use the global positioning system instead mm. to do it. Which yeah, again are these satellites, which which exist up there in space, and they're floating there. And I don't know how they're floating up there, and I don't know if they are in space or if they're underneath the dome. And if there's like a period of the dome where there's no atmosphere, but I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. So it says a, si- a similar theory is present for the infamous Bermuda Triangle where many planes were lost. Uh, today, with the global positioning system, GPS in theory should be no major effects as G affects should be effects as GPS uses now satellites to navigate. So what other reasons are there which planes don't fly over the polar routes? What is the inhospitable and unpredictable nature of the area and, of course, the freezing temperatures? According to Niwa... Makes no... Oh, that's bullshit. No, I'm just going to stop you right there, Hemi. When you're in the plane, doesn't matter if you're flying over, like, the Sahara Desert, hottest place in the world. When you're at 38,000 feet, wherever it is that commercial flights take, you're at minus 50 degrees. That's colder than anywhere in Antarctica or the North Pole. And I do address, it, 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 I do always, address it, that in a second. According it's to it's Neva, cold. The coldest temperature. So it's not cold over, the, not cold over the bloody Antarctica, uh, over the North Pole, is it? Yeah. No, I call, I call well, they, they address Well, they address this in a bit anyway. According to Neva, the coldest temperature ever recorded in Antarctica was minus 89.6 at Vostok Station in 1983, with an average winter temperature of around minus 49C. There's this bit of bullshit here, which your freezer at home is like the Caribbean in comparison at approximately minus 15. I thought, oh, freezing. Well, how many double decker, how many double decker buses is that? Yeah, how many, how many Olympic swimming pools is that? Adding the wind chill factor to the mix can make it even feel, feel even colder. Why are there no planned polar f- flight routes? Apart from the historic navigation issues due to the magnetic poles, there was also the deadly temperatures and inhospitable climate. Uh, the FAA re- released guideline guidance for planned polar operations. This includes being equipped with two cold weather suits, special communication capability, designation of Arctic Arctic diversion airports, a firm recovery, a firm recovery plans for stranded passengers. Oh, fucking hell, who wrote this? 
Another vitally important preparation is a fuel freeze strategy and monitoring method. Jet, jet fuel freezing on Antarctica flights. Flights over Antarctica can be treacherous for this many sounds, reasons. No, Hemi, stop, stop. That's what? bullshit. I mean, if all of that was true, then when they'll be like, oh, we can't do flights Hold above 10 Hold on a bit. I'm nearly there. Flights over Antarctica oh. can be tre treacherous for many reasons. The major one is the jet fuel can actually freeze. According to the FAA, jet fuel freezes at temperatures ranging between minus 40 and minus 50. C. Uh... That's minus 40 to 58 F. The interesting part is that these so temperatures are regularly encountered while at cruise altitude during standard yeah. international flights. Yeah. So w when I'm going to like Gran Canaria or something and it's telling me the outside temperature is minus 50 degrees, yeah. uh, how is it still going then? Mm. So this causes no issue as the fuel retains heat from the takeoff and lower of elevations. However, a polar route flight where intense cold for a long duration is experienced may, cure, may cause fuel temperatures to freeze. The freezing point of various they're, jet they're fuels ranges depending upon type. They're, they're lying. They're absolutely lying. The fuckers are lying. This, this is all lies. It's bullshit. The reason they don't fly over the Antarctica is because you can't, because mm. it's a wall, because yeah. it's a flat earth. I was an agnostic, but now I've done that thing and I've looked at the laser experiments. You know what? The earth is flat. They're lying to us. And the reason they're lying to us is because they say to this oh, and no, they're let's trying check, to say let's check, it. Chat, like, hate speech must be going out of his tiny mind right now. How do we keep why the a vacuum you Antarctic? The southern hemisphere is almost empty of landmass. All right. So, what's the best way to fly from, say, South Africa to South America then? or from New Zealand to South America. What about those routes? How do penguins get over the ice wall? They don't. Yeah. Yeah. Is it... Well, hang on. Why the fuck would you fly over the Antarctic? The southern hemisphere is, is in an almost empty... is an al almost empty land of... Ma uh, the the southern hemisphere in almost empty of bland mass. How would you get from New Zealand to South America or South Africa? Uh, what else have we got on this? I do like having the chat here. It's uh, oh, so, oh, oh fan one about flight that it goes on to tell you about flight disasters in Antarctica, Hobbit. Oh, uh, John Kelly says, explain Greenland and Iceland getting 24 hours of sun in June, 24 hours of darkness in September, uh, tilt of the planet. Mm. Now, uh, I've, I've, I quite like the animations I've seen that show the sun and the moon following one another and showing, like, symbolized, that looks like the yin-yang symbol. So it follows one and the other. Now, I, I could quite happily accept in the flat Earth then what you've got How is... How long are days uh, at the Antarctic Hobbit? Does anybody... Do, do you know that? Well, they, they say you, you've got, like, perpetual darkness and perpetual light based on what the season is. But, but again... Talcat says British explorers mapped out the globe to support Flat Earthers to deny their achievements. Yeah, but, I mean, what, what you know, what fraternal organisation were these British explorers in? It's... Uh, like I said, I've got I've got questions. I want to know the, how. Why does the UN use the flat Earth map? Well, like I said, I have questions, and my main question about this is like, 
if the earth is flat, I, I'm, I'm willing to entertain the notion that it is, then how do satellites work? How do magnets work? To, to quote Insane Clown Posse. Yeah, which we do regularly. Yeah. We invoke the yeah. clown. Well, it's, it, one, one, actually, you know you said you were finished with Flat Earth. You, you haven't mentioned the most important part of, part of all, the spiritual argument for Flat Earth. Oh, I, I briefly mentioned on the fact that Satanists promote globalism. Well, the, thi- the thing is that, that, that what they don't use a flat earth that map. There's no flat earth map. We'll take take a look at. There's no flat earth map. <laughs> well, Hemi, why don't we put the UN map up so you can? They, we've they, we've the got chat. we've got a globalish. How many former pilots of flat earthers? I think there are more and more, aren't there, Hobbit? I mean, it, it doesn't matter because it is like architects and engineers for nine eleven truth. It's just um, it, 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 you can do the, the appeal to authority, but it, it won't work for people. Oh, here we go. It is um, the UN map. So I'm just, put, I'm I'll just put putting it. In. I'm just finding it now. Oh, okay. I, I found one uh, there, which I think will be a good illustration. So this will be the second image of tonight, and like. Uh, I, I, I mean, like I said, I've got questions, and I think to myself that if well, if I, I was going to hold... You should never be afraid to ask questions. Ah, I've just figured out of a way of um, explaining how the satellites stay in geostationary orbit um, without anti-gravity being an excuse. So what they do is they get really close up to the to the wall of the dome, and then they put, like, a hook on it. So they, they like, launch a hook into it, Drill it in, and once it's clamped into place, they just like held on the chain. So that, yeah. that's that's how that's how that would work if you're going to do that sort of thing. Right. So, so is the oh, let me just there's the map of the United Nations. Yes. The other thing is as well is doesn't it seem strange to you that despite all the disagreements people have in the world. Nobody disagrees about the Antarctica expeditions and and things like that. Like the control of Antarctica not even always Gaddafi remains. Wanted to get in on that, did he? Did he? Did not even get Yeah, not even Gaddafi was going to like challenge the Antarctica e- expedition thing. It just it seems to be that no matter what happens, the most sacrosanct thing in this entire world. Is Antarctica? You you can't explore it. You can't exploit it. You can't have commercial flights. You can't have Admiral Byrd doing his thing anymore. And so that's, uh, so that's what I call the the um, flat Earth map. So now I'll show you a traditional world map. Um, just see what you, see what you think, basically. So that's the uh, traditional world map. Political world map, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's a uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to look again at the um, the uh, UM map. Um, yeah, because the Pacific Ocean looks very different in in that sort uh, of thing. Go, I can do it on the stream if you want. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, if you're going to get from, say, South America to Australia, it, it doesn't matter what sort of map you're looking at. The the, the most um, efficient way of doing it 
So I'm pretty sure there's Australians that want to go and visit Rio de Janeiro or Brasilia, as whatever the fuck they're calling it these days. Um, the, the most expeditious way you could do that would, would just be to fly over Antarctica, but you can't if like if it's not a globe and if it's flat. So it, it really. Oh, I, I've just, I, I, oh shit! I've just I've just found one Hubbit. Hmm. Um, copy image. Um. Have a look at this one I'm putting up now. Hold on, it's going to be up. Well, you're going to have to wait for the lag anyway, aren't you? Yeah, I'll, I'll just look in the YouTube when it when it loads up, and uh, I'll see it at the same time as the audience sees it. I haven't saved it now. I'll, keep talking for a sec, Hubby. I'm just, just being a boomer. Yeah, and, and so, I mean, the thing is, like, the geostationary satellites, you could explain with the there is a physical barrier in the firmament, and uh, the, these objects attached to it with uh, a hook in the chain. But that doesn't explain objects that move really fast, like the International Space Station. Um, how, how is it that they are able to propel themselves? Right, it's up so, now, so which means it should be on the yeah. stream, stream in a second. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So a flight from there to there takes seven hours, but a flight from there to there takes 13. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so something something's not right in the, in our world. Something I've, I think we're 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 not being told the truth about everything, and we're not being told the true shape of our world. And one of the other things that um, these flat earthers talk about is they're saying that whenever they do these, um, oh, bless him, he's views, losing his he's losing his mind now. It's at least these idiots don't grift like Dangerfield. A daughter of Albion says, "If you're so clever, explain the tides in it, mate." No, uh, the the times are explained by where the moon gets to, and uh, if it gets uh, if it gets closer to the Silly earth, then it says, pulls, and where would a plane refuel or stop in an emergency? South Georgia. Well, where does it? Where does a plane stop or refuel in an emergency when it's going over the Atlantic <laughs> or the Pacific? I bet. I mean, if if you look what Iceland is, that's far Dorsey away. Says, all... I didn't say if you're so clever. The, the Azores Islands aren't really out of the way, so there's not really... It just There's a lot of this which doesn't add up. And the thing is, if you're in a flight, say say you're in a flight, I think one of the longest flights in the world is... Um, actually, let me just have a look. What is the lo longest um, commercial flight? Longest commercial flight. I think it's like London to Singapore, commercial flight. Uh, let's see. Uh, 10 longest non-stop commercial flights in the world. Uh, Singapore to New York, which takes 17 hours and 50 minutes. Um, so the thing is, that is going to be going for, I would say, at least 17 hours. That's going to be at really high altitude, where it's going to be minus 50 degrees. So why doesn't the fuel freeze at that? Um, in fact, that's a good question. Um why doesn't the fuel why doesn't the fuel freeze in the New York to Singapore flight? So I'm assuming if you were to fly from say Australia to um South America, it would take less than 17 and a half hours. And it doesn't matter what part of the world you're flying over anyway. When you're at that altitude, it's always going to be. Well, it's like it's lights um, out. It's lights out if you crash. Anyway, it's not like a car where you can pull over the shoulder. Is it? No, and it just the fact is like 
it doesn't matter whether you're you're thirty eight thousand feet up above the Antarctic or thirty eight thousand feet above the equator. It's still minus fifty degrees because the important thing is you're thirty eight thousand feet up where it's really bloody cold. So why is it? So I can't find uh, an aircraft explains what happened. United flight. What was that? No. No, that doesn't explain. So I can't find in any explanation to this. So this this argument that oh yeah, if you if you were to fly over the Antarctic, your fuel would freeze. No, the bollocks, mate. No, that's absolute bollocks. I mean, if that was true, then how long does it take the fuel to freeze? Because I'm going to say it's probably a time which is less than seventeen bloody hours. Seventeen hours, fifty minutes to get from New York to Singapore. Fuel doesn't freeze there. So what's going on? I I think I think there's 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 a load of stuff we're being told a lot of lies. We're not going to get a straight answer from anything, and this is why I have questions now. I was willing to be an agnostic before when I didn't look at the facts for myself, but now having looked at some of these facts, I'm I'm starting to be a doubter. I'm 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 sorry, Hemi. I'm I'm a doubter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so that, that's it really. I, I, I have questions. I, I don't have answers and I'm very sorry, Chuck, that I don't have answers, but I think you and I, and when I say you and I, I mean us, the hosts and you, yeah. the, the audience, you can start asking the same sort of questions. Hate speech and the same fine. Sort. He doesn't want to ask any questions whatsoever. Um, all no. of, all of, all of academia and the government is telling him the truth and they always do. All right. Except, so, for the, except for the one thing he disagrees on. Hate speech. Tell me, do, do you believe in black science, man? Do you, do you yeah. believe like all the stuff that like Bill Nye and Professor Brian Cox have like... Uh, he does. He is does. Spec- really The government's lying to him about immigration, but it's telling the absolute truth on whether the, whether the world's flat or, flat or round. You so, know, all, what, all, this why- stu- all this stuff about COVID's absolutely true because a scientist told him. So every if a last, scientist every told you that you coming out of the government is true because it came from a scientist. So if a man if, in, if scientist... a man in a white if a man in a lab coat tells a hate speech something it's it's absolutely true. So if the scientists try and tell you there's absolutely no difference in the races and it's just a social construct, do you believe them as well? Yeah, cause because because science man in a suit told him. Yeah, you know, you know what? I, I, I don't, I don't trust the scientists. I don't think they got my best interests at heart. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to be one, one of these like, oh, oh, you're one of these free thinkers, are you? Using your own brain? What a fucking idiot! Ah, uh, he's using I mean, his own you... brain now. He's realised this must be a seventy-seven brigade YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Hey. Um, seventy-seven brigade. If you're listening, can I can can I have a job, please? I'm unemployed. Yeah, I, and, I, I need uh, some back pay. Um, look, I, I wanted to be I wanted to be a lorry driver, but you know what? I'd actually much rather do two hours of internet radio a week and get yeah. paid for it. So, um, where we trigger c- people and, like Kate's Peach. I mean, you, you know, you know where I live. Of course, you know where I live. Just like uh, come come knock on the door and say we're, we're willing to pay you for what you're doing now because. <laughs> You're part of the agenda. <laughs> oh, I've, How long it? I've, I've just um, okay then. Freezing jet fuel. I, I just googled freezing jet fuel. So it says here, 
Uh, because I'm looking it up right now. How do aircraft keep fuel from freezing while in flight? Well, right, if the aircraft travels faster, there'll be more friction and thus heats up the air close to the wing. Typically, the fuel tank is located in the wing, so hot air around the wing doesn't let the fuel freeze too quickly. The temperature that the aircraft skin feels is called total air temperature and the and the static air temperature is the ambient temperature outside the aircraft. TAT is always higher than the SAT due to dynamic heating. For instance, for instance at an actual temp- temperature of minus 65C, SAT, which is static air temperature, and Mach 0.72, the TAT is minus 34C. So... But at Mach 0.8, the TAT is minus 29C. If the aircraft aircraft holds more fuel, it takes a substantial amount of time to freeze. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm listening to... um, I'm not listening to what you're saying because I'm also reading somebody else explaining uh, about uh, jet fuel freezing. Yeah. Um, th- so they're talking about uh, things like uh, the TAT and the SAT, which I think you've just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So the temperature at the wing is known as the TAT um, yes. and the, so, SA- the SAT. And the SAT is the air temperature. I assume that's like away from the... Um, Surf- oh, I assume SAT stands for surface air temperature. Now, so what how does do TAT- aircraft keep the fuel from freezing, Hobbit? One, running the hydraulic lines near the fuel to slow down the freezing. Two, a few aircrafts consistently pump the fuel around to keep it moving. Jet fuel is passed through various heat exchangers in the engine and returned back to the fuel tank. Four, flight at higher speeds, so more friction that heats up the air close to the wing where the fuel tank is located. Five, choose a route with warmer temperatures. Well, of course, we knew that one, but... Choose a route with warmer temperatures. No, I again, the, the, this is bollocks. The, you... It doesn't matter what part of the world you're in. It doesn't matter what the sun exposure is. It's still cold. <laughs> you go up high, it's cold. Until you start getting really high, and then it gets warm, which is a bit counterintuitive. <laughs> it gets really, really cold, and then you go up further, and then it gets really, really hot. I just, no, no, you it know, says fly the, at higher speeds, Hobbit, not higher, higher things yeah because uh they, they they noticed that with the concords like the concords would heat up significantly during uh flight yeah due to friction well the thing is then it's just that this idea that you can't fly over Antarctica because your fuel would freeze up is bollocks because the, the the motion of flying would cause it to not freeze and if a flight from singapore to new york doesn't freeze which takes 17 and a half hours then no, you're just lying. You're just wrong. You're just flat out wrong. You're just, they're lying to us about this. The jet fuel doesn't freeze. So this idea that you can't fly over there because, oh, well, actually, your jet fuel would freeze up because it's really cold in Antarctica. Yeah, the surface, which makes no bloody difference to when you're in the stratosphere. It, it, It's this, so... I know we got we got caught on this for a while now, but we're not being told the truth, and it's taken us what about ten minutes to disprove that this this idea. So if it's taken don't some... fly over the South Pole because there's no commercial reason to fly. There's no commercial reason to save money on fuel, Hobbit. No. Ah, well, there we go. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that that showed us. Yeah, yeah. They, 
airline companies aren't interested in using the least amount of fuel possible by going the most direct route. No, no. So if a couple of dribbling morons like us can in 10 minutes disprove this bollocks, then... Well, what does that say? Uh, I mean, I is, is I this? Say the... di- I wouldn't say we've disproved it, but but we've at least given any, anybody that isn't hate speech the food for thought. Well, I would I would like a, a more I, I would like a, some some better um, uh, answers to bamboozle me because the, these these sort of like explanations they they're not satisfying my feeble dribbling moron brain. And if if I or Harvey can deduce that I'm being lied to, then you know someone that's actually got a brain would be get through this very quickly. So, yeah, no, I I have well, the, I have the, more the hilarious thing is these people will sit there and go, no, 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 you're all stupid. The Earth's yeah. round, the Earth's round, but then they'll sit there and go, but the vaccine, the vaccine makes you grow free heads. Um, you'll all die, <laughs> and coronavirus isn't real. It's like, look. Can you all just get on the same fucking page? Yeah. Or can you at least be consistent? South America to South Africa via the South Pole, lol, Hobbit. No no one wants to make that journey, Hobbit. No one at all. No, no. So I... I, I, I I have questions. I have queries. I have doubts. Am I not allowed to have doubts? Am I, am I, no. am I, living, uh, am, am I going to be facing nothing. a... Am I going to be facing a firing squad? Well, you're actually, like, you're actually, Hobbit, you're Brigade 77. You're a disinfo agent for asking people to think. Oh, well, it's, it, Imagine you know, being it's, this it's dumb, Hobbit. Question everything. 2020, question absolutely nothing. Believe everything that you're force-fed by the establishment. Yeah. <sighs> I really, 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 really wish I was part of the establishment because I should be getting a lot more money for doing this work. Yeah. As opposed to getting no money, can we just like do some shirts or something? It's like I am Brigade Seventy Seven. <laughs> yeah, we don't. <laughs> I have not hate spy. Oh. Imagine we're wearing that around. Is it Bedford or Buckingham? Well, where are they? Where is uh, their barracks located? Isn't it Bedford? No, Berkshire. That's it. Uh, I'll I'll tell you. Hold on a sec. And anyway, if we were Brigade 77, why wouldn't I'm, we I'm be using BitChute? Um, because BitChute if I can say where it is. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Because if, if we were... It's based... It's ba- my paychecks come from Denison Barracks in Hermitage, Berkshire. <laughs> and I've worked there since April, April 25th, 2015, when they opened it. Hey, it is a bit of disinfo for you. If I was Brigade Seventy Seven, do you know? Do you know how our how our unit was uh, was named, Hobbit? The brigade was named in the uh, the seventy seventh in tribute to the seventy seventh Indian Infantry Brigade, which was part of the Chindits, an Indian Army guerrilla warfare force led by Ord Wingate. So, so is is um is Packy Ralph our CO? <laughs> yeah, that's why he is, and and Brutus is our CO, isn't he? Oh, I, I, I don't think idiot. this... You know, hold on, speech. hold on. Hate speech, but idiots don't get paid. Are you sure yeah, about that? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Diane Abbott gets a pretty big paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <does> <laughs> paycheck comes from Big yeah. NASA. 
kicks the only one here that needs Ritalin hate speech is you. You need some Ritalin, some chamomile tea, and a nice dark room to yeah. sit in. Oh, have you seen I that image? Needs... Of, have you seen that image I've got up now that's been up for a while, Hobbit? Uh, yeah. Did you notice that? I, I, I don't. I don't even know what that's all about because I didn't see the website it came from, but. So that's the. Uh, So they they saying that's what the maps actually, what the countries actually look like then. The way they've stretched it out like that. I I assume they have, haven't they? I I really do not know. I mean, uh, measurements made from there to that. Well, yeah, because the measurements from there to there are not correct. And the reason, if we refer back to, say, a flight from New York to Madrid, mm. which is on the same latitude line, takes oh, seven and a half that image back up. There we go. Just put it back up. Uh, yeah. And then, but, and then from South Africa to uh, um, the western coast of Australia takes 13 hours. Mm. Now, if you're looking at the, the other image, which you just had on, well, of course, that would take 13 hours. The other would take seven hours because the distance from South Africa to Australia uh, is, is, is longer. Yeah. There you go, you see. You can, you can see there that Australia to South Africa, that's a much, if you're drawing that line, is much longer than the line between yeah. New York to Madrid. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, okay, you know what? I was agnostic about Flat Earth. And uh, the reason I say I was agnostic is because I was thinking like the hypercube in in Paris was actually an admission that you know what the Earth is both uh, flat and and a globe at the same time um, because it exists in hyperdimensionality. But I think that was being a bit too fantastical. I'm willing to accept now that the Earth is flat. It's a disc and it's got a dome above it which holds the waters above from the waters below. And in which case, that means there's a lot of stuff like um, uh, the planets. I don't know what the planets are about then, because uh, we can observe them and we can see they, they look like ah, this. Here's, here's the other thing. Uh, thing he said the UN map isn't the isn't the flat Earth map. Then why is Australia? Why are Australia and South America and Africa all stretched like they like yeah. they are on the flat Earth map? I mean, this this map here to me looks like uh, it 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 looks like if the world is a disc, a flat mm. a flat Earth, then that is how you represent the the land masses in it. And in in which case, then is like the entirety of Africa greater than the entirety of uh, of Russia because Russia doesn't look too big in this map. Neither does China or yeah. or. India. I, I don't know. I mean, the the only way you're ever going to be able to see this is if you're like, um, if you're like Jesus, and the devil takes you up to a high spot where you can see all the realms of the world. John like Turley did said, during... "Does the sun set in a muddy pool?" Is <laughs> isn't that a um, isn't that a uh, Quran reference? I think. Does it? I, I don't know. See, you'd uh, have thought as... if NASA really desperately wanted to prove that we're all just idiots and we don't know what we're talking about, then they'd fund sending a load of flat earthers up there to prove it, just, just to be like, see? Yeah. Like, NASA's got pretty much unlimited funds. I'm fairly sure that they could fund um, a flat earthers expedition into space to prove that the earth is round and that well, it, even, everything even that is... Guy, do you remember the guy that did the uh, the... The, the the longest the tallest um 
parachute jump. Even he oh, used yeah, the fisheye lens. Yeah, they... <laughs> it's always a fish eye lens. Martin Travels made a muddy pool after that dodgy kebab. There's an animation on this website, but the animation uh, doesn't exist, so it's just some images. I, I'm, I'm posting... There we go. It's... Um, Oh, okay. The guy's got a menorah on his website. Never mind. How the mind. four seasons work on a, a flat Earth model? So how do you? Yeah. So why do you have the sun uh, over flat Earth? Yeah. And it it's showing that it it travels in a spiral where it gets uh, further above the Earth. Um. Okay. Yeah, all right. So it's because I was just thinking the yin yang symbol of it. It'd be like the sun would get closer to the equator uh, during the winter periods, which would then become summer for the southern hemisphere. I'll put your uh, and then comparison map up now. Yeah, and then and then during the uh, during the um, the uh, during the uh, winter periods. Sorry, I've already said that during summer, the sun is above the equator. So. Um, what would be good, actually, is an animation of a yin-yang. Uh, let me just see. Yin-yang animation. I don't think, I'll be, I don't flat, think I can show GIFs on the uh, OBS. Oh. Um, At the about... end of the day, most of the things that they've told us our entire lives is absolute bullshit. So why on earth would we think that they're telling us the truth on this one? speech probably thinks Hitler was the good guy in World War Two as well. Yeah, you won't believe you know. yeah, yeah, there's absolutely well, no they, chance they that there's a flat earth. Lie. They constantly lie, 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 lie. So why would anyone fit, just go, oh, yeah, they're, no, they're telling the truth on that one. Well, why? Use your brain. Question things. Think for yourself. Just because it's written in a textbook doesn't mean that it's true. Most of the textbooks in our education system are, are wrong. Just plain wrong. Mm. I'm trying to find an animation of the yin yang with a flat earth model on top of it, but unfortunately, I just keep getting a lot of like Wikipedia articles saying like flat earth is a pseudoscience. So let me just do yin yang animation and see if I can find a video of it. And uh, this is this an animation of it? Oh God, no! It's 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 doing other well, shit. How do you explain how do you, how do you explain the sun and the moon then? Well, because if there's uh, some sort of machinery that's just been fucking, that's just been left for two thousand years, or even you know, uh, as as some people think, like six thousand years, uh, you know, say the world's been around for six thousand years max, which is the bi is it is that the Bible version or is it just some sects of Christianity? That how hard is it to just find a uh, an animation of the yin yang symbol, which is just chasing one another? But anyway. Oh, I know. I just show an image of yin yang, and there we go. And it's just like there we can we can see it. And uh, the reason I, I'm mentioning that is because uh, oh fuck's sake, um, can you can you put an image of yin yang on? Yeah, I'll on the, find one. On Keep the, talking a bit. I'll find. Yeah. So what I'm saying about that is it, it mentioned you've got the dark area of the yin yang with a white dot, and then you've got the light area. Mentioned the light area is the sun. That's the day. And you've got this ball, which is our sun, and it travels over the disk, and that's our, our light. And the further away you are from the ball, the darker it is. 
So the sun is not going in the same circle. Sometimes the circle is closer to the North Pole, where it will be uh, when, uh, summer for the northern climates, and sometimes it goes to the uh, south, uh, to the south. So we get summer in the southern hemisphere, and it is chased by the moon, which is on the other side. But then occasionally you see the moon during the day. So what's up with that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say I'll not... explain eclipses and yeah. the moon during the day. Yeah, so some, sometimes, so the moon is traveling at a different uh, speed to the sun, and that's why occasionally it catches up to it. But also, you've got, even, you've got half moons, quarter moons, you've got all that kind of stuff as well. When, like, more or less light is reflecting from the sun. Although some people say it's not reflecting from the sun, but it's producing its own light. I don't want to get into that because I can't prove it. He just said, just dumb or disingenuous. What do you do? What's it? What's just. <laughs> just dumb or disingenuous. I mean, what you know? We're just discussing just, it. Just, 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 look, if, if you want to go, if you want to spurg out, go over to one of the PA chats. That's what they do. They love spurging out. You'll feel right at home. I didn't realise that it, it, this would cause. I, I mean, I thought like flat Earth wasn't that controversial an issue. No, oh, it's it just absolutely like, is. Some people like I don't know. It's like you know, I, I did. I, yeah, like like you say, Hobbit. I, it does though. It brings out the crazies on both sides. Yeah, uh, we're, we're not trying to force our opinion on anyone. You can you can think whatever you want. We're just saying what we're what just it discussing is that, it. Uh, that we think. Yeah, we're having a discussion. Well, we absolutely with you, have we to. We all day, absolutely so. have to think like hate speech, or it's the end of the world. If we yeah. don't think like hate speech, that's hate, it. hate speech feels the need to. Um, like press his opinion on everyone else and make everyone believe the way he does you know that that's kind of like how lefties think isn't it yeah. lefty liberal types you must think the way i think or else yeah or else what mate Shut we're now too I dumb to have, have an opinion coffee. we're now too yeah you think you are you don't you don't think there are 51 genders you must be thick wasn't you the the entire point of fourteen words is I've got questions which aren't really being discussed in other areas. Yeah. So does Hemi, so does Nordic, and all the yeah. other people on the show. Yeah, see that makes sense. Look what Damien just put in the chat. That all makes sense. It's a Charlie Big Potato. <laughs> Charlie, Hello there, Charlie. Oh, oh shit! I've just left my shepherd's pie in the oven. I mean, I turned the the oven off, but. Oh, I should really look at it. So it's not going to be burnt. At least I hope it's not burnt, but it won't be warm now. Oh, bugger. But that's oh, it. Shit. We're just discussing the flat. I mean, I don't know. I've, you've got fuck all just a waste of time. Okay, thanks, Charlie. Um, <laughs> anyway. That's it then. Bring it up. Yeah. Well, we have oh, got like. I mean, what's, what's the bigger, bigger, bigger waste of time? Us talking about it or you listening to the whole fucking two hours of it? Uh, well, did you rather we talk speech. about the um, the rape gangs in the north of England uh, for two yeah. hours instead? Should we, should we talk about that? The conspiracy theory of no, yeah. No, I'd um, rather I'd rather share semi naked pictures of men in homoerotic positions. <laughs> hey. When is when is it faggot fitness? When is it fascist fitness? I don't know, but they look the same. <laughs> oh. Oh, I came here to waste time. 
Meech. Uh, anyway, where, where were we? Anyway, we're just discussing. Like, so, well, I mean, I've got, I've got, got I'm prepared to believe Flat Earth, but I've got no idea about, like, how the rest of it works. I mean, if we are in some sort of dome that's controlled, then surely the mechanics would have fucked up by now. I mean, greater, greater minds than our own have, like, calculated how things travel. And there's been a few, like, uh, Greek and Egyptian... No, I don't think the Egyptians ever did, but there was a few Greeks and then Italians went on saying, like, hang on, if we do a heliocentric model where we say we're actually not on the flat Earth, but we say we're on bodies, it's easier to calculate the passage of the objects. It, the maths mm. makes more sense, but I haven't looked at those maths, and I don't know the before and after ones, so I can't really say. All I just know is, is that I have some questions, and that experiments which prove or disprove the curvature of the Earth and whether we live on the flat disk or not, those, par those experiments show there's no curvature to our planet. Mm. So if there's no curvature to our planet, but the planet is a globe, then how does it work? How do I, I don't know how that works. And um, I wouldn't mind an explanation or an answer of some sort. I well, really wouldn't mind. If you ever heard mind. that other theory, it's not quite flat Earth, but it's like we're in like a series of Earths on a massive like ice, and there's ice rings around each separate Earth. Have you heard about uh, well, Do you know that one? I mean, that goes further into <laughs> it's saying that what you're living on is uh, is a uh, what you're living on is a sorry brain's going now. Uh, so, so the, it's, what the giant the giant planet uh, yeah. theory? Yeah, So that the, uh, there's uh, there's other um, realms beyond our own. So that could that just would that would world. reduce the curvature and therefore um, make it appear like it's flat, but it's not. So we're still living on the globe, but the globe is so massive. Yeah. And each of these um, realms, like our world, is separated by an ice wall. Yes. So that, in effect, it is a globe, um, but the globe is so massive that the, surely, e I mean, but after a distance of, say, where you're shining this laser beam for 12 miles, you should be able to say, oh, yes, we saw a one millimeter dip. So even yeah. if it's like one or 100 millimeters or even like the tiniest, like, iota of a millimeter like difference in the height it should be observable and should be able to say well the curvature would suggest that our world is not um 48,000 kilometers circumference it would actually be a world with a, a four billion million zillion um, kilometers curvature yeah None of these experiments prove that there's any curvature, yet alone a very slight one. What about the what about the experiment with like that someone mentioned earlier? The you've got the obelisk experiment, experiment where if you, uh, I think it's like the the shadow that the obelisk gives out at certain times of the day, actually proves that the Earth is it is curved. But is there could that actually be proving something else as well? Could it prove that it's flat? I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about that. All I all I know is, well, no, I mean, if you're observing a sundial and, and the shadow it casts, and sometimes the shadow is longer or smaller, yeah. all that shows the position of the light source, which is our sun, relative to to the ground. Um, I mean, you, you could actually, using the observation of the uh, of the shadow, you could say what what the uh, distance is as the sun from from Earth, because if it's eight light minutes away, one astronomical unit, I think it would make 
I don't know. <laughs> I'm just reading reading some Reddit, and the bloke saying about going to a going to a uh, lake with his niece and nephew and getting them to hold a torch or something. And so the bloke says, if you aren't careful at how you do this, you could end up demonstrating the Earth is con- concave and curve- curves upwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if the, Earth, if the Earth is concave and curves upwards, wouldn't we like? I mean, I've been in valleys before in Wales where you. It's so surreal seeing like oh, the horizon. Have you ever heard of the Bedford Level Experiment? The Bedford Level Experiment is a series of observations carried out along a six-mile length of the old Bedford River on the Bedford Level of the Cambridgeshire Fens in the United Kingdom during the 19th and early 20th centuries. To measure the curvature of the Earth, Samuel Burley Robotham, who conducted the first observation starting at 1838, claimed he'd proven Earth, the Earth to be flat. However, in 1870, after adjusting Robotham's method to avoid the effects of atmospheric refraction, Alfred Russell found a curvature consistent with a spherical Earth. Mm. 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 I don't. I don't know. That's why I have questions. Yeah. And uh, I don't. I don't have answers to these questions yet. I may at Has some point repeat it. Has anyone been able to um, replicate the Bedford level experiment? Yeah. That's a good question. That's what you look for, whether the experiment can be recreated or not. Oh, there's a, there's a wiki for the uh, Bedford level experiment. Uh, so, how do you do it then? Uh, here you go. Do you want to look at this, Hobbit? I'll chuck the link in. It's like listening to black. Is it? At least I know what I'm doing. Hey, Charlie, Mitch. Charlie, tell us all about it, Mitch. I know what you're doing doing as well, being a coward and running away from six months in jail. Pussy! Uh, Obit. Phil, where where were you on Flat Earth? Phil listening. Is Phil joining in or is he just listening? There's the Bedford Level experiment, Hobbit. Oh, yeah, me. What the Flat Earth? Yeah. I have, well, I'm, I have some questions, and that's why I now have doubts. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I haven't looked into it too much, to be fair. I'm going to assume that it's not flat, but um, I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, fucking no. Well, it's just that when you, um, when you watch a lot of these Flat Earther videos, they say that they started off trying to go in like, yeah, this is all bullshit, and then they end up proving that the Earth is flat. Yeah, but my problem is, is that I see no incentive for, for the like the conspiracy. Like it's like, okay, then the Earth's flat. Why, why would they lie to us? Well, you know, you Earth? know the spiritual argument, don't you, Phil? The spiritual argument is that um, is that glow with with the globe Earth, we're just like a ball of mud randomly floating throughout the universe. We're a and we're a random clump of cells. And it all just happened randomly. It's to get us further away from God. Is that that's the spiritual argument for the flat Earth? Wish, so you know, fuck you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, to be honest, I don't know enough about it. To be fair, um, I don't. I don't to be honest, um, I'm going to assume that, it, that it's not flat. Not because I know anything, but because other people who know more than me have said that's what it is. That's yeah. Fucking, that's an argument, but it's just... It's, it, I think it's... If I fucking put myself into it, I'd end up going a bit fucking weird. 
if I fucking started exploring it, you know what I mean? I'd probably end up. Yeah, so I. Oh, right, so here's the actual. So here's the actual experiment. See what you think of this. The first experiment at this site was conducted by Robotham in the summer of 1838. He waded into the river and used the telescope held eight inches above the water to watch a boat with a flag on its mast three, be- three feet above the water row slowly away from him. He reported the vessel remained constantly in his view for a full six miles to Welney Bridge, whereas had the water surface been curved with the accepted circumference of a spherical earth... The top of the mast should have been about 11 feet below his line of sight. He published this observation using the pseudonym Parallax in 1849 and subsequently expanded it into a book, uh, Earth Not a Globe, published in 1865. So I think there's... Flat Earth isn't a new... Flat Earth... People pushing back against Flat Earth isn't a new thing. It looks like it's been going on for a very, very long time. Yeah, it's been going on for fucking millennia, to be fair. Yeah. Um, just a, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so then, so then, somebody called Alfred Russell Wallace accepted a wager to prove that it's not right, and so, so to set a line of sight thirteen feet above the water, and thereby reduce the effects of atmospheric refraction, which sounds like swamp back, swamp gas over Venus, doesn't it? It's very close to swamp gas over Venus. Yeah. Well, I'm saying the laser people. Right. Who, so the two, them- so the two crucial steps that he that he did to disprove this was he set the line 13 meet, feet above the water and thereby reduced the effects of atmospheric refraction. And then two, he added a pole in the middle that could be used to see the bump caused by the curvature of the Earth between the two endpoints. Hmm. Does that make any sense to you? I don't know. I really don't. Well, obviously, I don't know about. I don't know enough about this stuff. So, well, yeah, and and, and that's why I have some questions because, it, like I said, it's starting off with listening to some other people talking about it, and I thought, oh, all right, okay, concert. All right, how do these flat earthers explain satellites which are observable, and they are up there, and they are traveling like in the case of the International Space Station at twenty eight thousand kilometers an hour? Because if if the world is flat and it's just you know it's it's it's. Uh, it's fake, all of this stuff is fake, then what's that object that's going up there so fast that it can go from one end of the horizon in 18 minutes and it'll go all around the Earth in 90 minutes? So if you miss it, the f- you can go out tonight, you can type in ISS Tracker and install it on your phone, and you can go out tonight, you can, you can go outdoors, and uh, you can use it to sort of say it will appear over the horizon at this time, and you can look at it. In fact, I'm going to see if I can find our website now. Um, when will the ISS be visible Visible where I am? Question mark. ISS sightings over your city. So let's just go with London. London. So um, London. Well, let's put it 14. What? Live? Oh, live ISS tracking map. Where is the International Space Station? ISS tracking. Yes, that's what I want to do. Map source ESA9T. The tracker shows the space station right now and its path. And they, so right now it's flying over Eastern Europe. No, it's in Siberia. So it will come back to 
And in one and a half hours' time, it'll be flying over Spain, southern France, northern Italy, Austria. And that's one and a half hours' time. So, so I imagine... So three- what, wait, so what, what, what direction is it... Uh- what direction is it oh, going then, Hobbit? Is it going... Um... It's going from west to east. So it's going from so, west to uh, east. Yeah, and, and so I'm in three hours' time, it'll probably do a loop which will take it over uh, um, the tip of Spain, most of France, southern England. That'd be the easiest thing. Can't, can't they get the uh, get, get it to do a north-south, uh, that circumnavigation? Well, it would have to take it up its orbit. Um but it says its altitude is 23 kilometers up, and its speed is 27,594 kilometers an hour. Its latitude is 45 uh, degrees, five minutes, and its longitude is 91 uh, degrees, seven minutes east. So, have I got that right? Oh, no, that's 40, 92.1 degrees. 92.6 oh, degrees. Oh, Flossie's got a good one for you, Hobbit. How would ham radio work on the flat Earth model? Well, yeah, this is a good question because I mean, with the with the, with the um, uh, shortwave radio, I forget the name of the chap, but he theorised that the ionosphere can bounce back, can reflect uh, electromagnetic uh, signals. So, what if the ionosphere, which he's talking about, what that could be an atmosphere? I'm not saying the ionosphere doesn't exist. I mean, experiment's been done to observe it. But what if it, that what you're actually refracting it against is in fact the the wall of the dome? Mm. So that's how you you shine up against the dome and then it beams back, and that way you can send a signal beyond the horizon. Well, could it be that just ham, ham radio's kind of line of sight? But wouldn't wouldn't ham radio things? Um... Well, I've got family with um, amateur radio licenses and, mm. and stuff like this. I, I talked with them one recently because uh, I got a, a, um, a CB band walkie-talkie. And he's saying, oh, yeah, if you want to do over the horizon, what you do is you, you get one of these uh, transmitter stations and they beam up the uh, radio waves into the ionosphere, which then beams back down the earth. And that's how you can use your CB radio to talk to someone in Australia if you feel so kind. Ah, what about time zones then? I, I I assume they're just like spokes on a wheel, aren't they? That that that's pretty much it. Yeah, but yeah, because I think, yeah, I think that's quite an easy one. Because we observe because glow, glow that that time zones are something that work the same on both flat and yeah, Earth, don't they? I mean, because the sun comes up in the east and sets in the west, and everyone could observe that. And it, jo- it goes to follow: the further east you are, the the um, you see the sun before people of the west mm. see the sun. Simple as. Uh, what about uh, if it's like a spoke though? What what about the far end of the spoke where it's like a triangle? Isn't that going to be further between time zones, or is it literally? Oh, what, like, we go further north or further south? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, when you go further south, there's, like, big distances between those spokes. Yeah. And when you go further north, there's, like, little distances between those spokes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So you it's like, the globe one says that the the latitude... Hang on, what's latitude and what's longitude? Uh, latitude. The lines which... Latitude is across, longitude is top to bottom, isn't it? All right. 
so the longitudinal lines they're furthest spaced apart in the equator and they're closest in the in the poles um but if you if you're dealing with the the disk model where the north pole's the center and the uh the south pole doesn't exist it's a wall mm. then those will be the furthest spaced apart but the fact is yeah i can see it in my mind's eye that uh you've got the sun occasionally it does small circles around the top of uh the top around the northern pole and that's when it's summer um so it's not always following directly above the equator sometimes like half of the year it's going towards the um it's going towards the northern time and then for the sun parts it's going below the equator and it's going to that part um but yeah no i think this is a good two hours well yeah, I think yeah, I, I hope everyone appreciate the first seven minutes of us talking about prison hygiene and all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, good stuff that. So I think we, I think we're done, aren't we? Remember, kids. Yeah. Stay spooky. And don't stay, ask questions. And if you hate Pete, yeah, don't ask questions. Do not ask questions at all. <laughs>